Welcome to Towards Leadership from Leadership Letters. I'm Lizzie Bentley-Bowers. Leadership Letters is on a summer break. So here on Towards Leadership, we have the opportunity to take a look at some of the tools, models and ways of thinking that the leaders we work with find the most useful. Before we get stuck into the model I'm going to share today, I'm going to share a fictional exchange between a leader and a member of their team. In this instance, I'm the leader and a team member is calling me repeatedly, despite my calendar making clear that I'm unavailable. I'm in the middle of preparing a high stakes presentation up against a tight deadline. But they keep calling. So concerned, I take the call and they are visibly distressed with news of an upset client due to an error that they've made. What I really want to say is I did tell you how to deal with this client and I warned you about this. I'm so up against it and now I've got to deal with this. Never mind, I'll sort it. But I take a deep breath and I say, don't worry about it. We've all been there and I remember how awful I felt when I made a mistake like that. And that client is so difficult. I'll call them, I'll smooth it over, send me the docs over and I'll do a rewrite of those two. We're going to use this scenario to take a look at the ego states model, also known as the parent adult child model. It can be really difficult sometimes to find a way to name and give voice to what's happening in our work relationships without getting stuck in blame and judgment either of ourselves or of others. And it can also be really difficult to think of ways to change and shift the things that feel really stuck. This model is one that so many clients I've worked with, individuals and teams, they've found so useful in taking responsibility for themselves and their relationships at work, naming what's happening, finding some language to put around what's happening and then doing something about it. Quick bit of small print here before we begin. So the origins of this parent adult child model or ego states model are in the work of Eric Byrne and transactional analysis which began and continues to be practiced as a therapeutic approach, as well as more recently being used in other settings such as coaching and organisational psychology. And it's through that coaching lens that I'm sharing my take on this model and the way I use it with my clients. So offered with respect for its origins and on the understanding that I've interpreted and adapted the work of some brilliant practitioners and writers in this field, you'll find references to them in the show notes. So please do take a look at who they are and how this model came about. So in our context, we're using the ego states model as a way of exploring your conversations and relationships at work and ways to improve them. And as ever, this is about reflecting on your leadership and specifically your leadership conversations. It's not about labeling other people. We're exploring our own thinking, our own responses. And when you explore using this model, choose situations that you feel safe to explore on your own. And if you find yourself needing support, please seek it. There are other models in transactional analysis like drama triangle. You might have heard of I'm okay, you're okay that have links to this one. And I'm sure we'll end up looking at some of those in another episode. But for now, we're looking at this ego states model, parent, adult, child. Some things to bear in mind when you do this kind of thinking. Compassion, have compassion for yourself and for others. No one is making mistakes on purpose. Be curious. So this is about investigating rather than judging. Take responsibility. This work is about a willingness to see and work on the part that you have played in a situation, not least because the only person you can change is you. 
and there's something about coming to this work to see possibility. So this work is about choosing to believe that a situation can change or improve. So exploring it with an open heart and open mind will help you to do that. So what we're trying to do with this model is notice more quickly what's happening and how we feel about it. Define the part that we are playing in any given relationship or interaction. And the focus then is on ourselves and our work. Explore our preparation and our response options and then choose what we'll think and do differently. So here we go. This model proposes that from the moment we're born, we experience and respond to the world around us in the ways that develop our own thoughts, responses and behaviours through a parent, adult and child lens. So an awareness of parent, adult and child gives us a way of recognising, naming and assessing what's happening in our relationships and in the way that we see the world. A misconception has arisen over time that using this model, adult is good and the ideal and that parent and child are bad places or undesirable places to be. And that's not the case. The parent, adult and child are all useful to us, vital to us. So let's start with an understanding of what each of these labels means and how we can recognize them in ourselves and others. Let's start with adult. When we are thinking and behaving from our adult state, we are calm. We're taking account of the facts. We are basing our words, behaviours and responses on the truth of what is happening in the here and now and on our understanding of what we're focused on. We're asking questions, we're clarifying that understanding so that the data we're drawing on is the things that we've seen and heard for ourselves. We're rational, we're thoughtful, problem solvers, decision makers. We're making use of our learning and experiences. We are alert to our own needs and the needs of others and we want to make progress. So in adult, we are observing and considering, and we're trying to avoid interpreting our observations with our own opinions and judgments. Many of us will refer to being the adult or being the grown up in a situation. I'm sure you've done it. We instinctively know what we mean by that and how that feels. So our adult benefits from being backed up by four supporters, if you will, two parents, and two children. So we have a supporting, controlling parent. From here, we do things like set boundaries. We make things safe. We set deadlines, give guidelines. We say what needs to be done. We arrange meetings and we set agendas for those meetings. And we set expectations regarding timings and standards. We give briefings, write job descriptions, define roles, and look at how those roles work in relation to each other. So here we are about boundaries, about consistency. We're assertive, we're fair, we're reliable, and we're inspiring to those around us that we are giving that direction to. The other parent we can call on is our supporting, nurturing parent. As we think and behave from here, we take care of others. We look out for them and we look after them as the human beings they are with complex lives, emotions and ups and downs. We empathise from here. We offer understanding and comfort and we boost and we console. We're accepting of others, we're available to others. We appreciate and we encourage. We also have two child places that support our adult. An adapted child is a place from which we respond to the boundaries we've been set. So we meet those deadlines, for example. We arrive to the meetings on time, having prepared, 
We behave in ways that are respectful, diplomatic and cooperative, and we compromise. So we're professional, polite and considerate, confident. And we also have a supporting, playful child backing up our adult from where we are creative, using our imagination, energetic, expressive and playful. This is where we're vital, we're motivated, curious, imaginative. So when we're in our adult place, backed up by any or all four of our supporting parent and child modes, we are in control of our behaviour. We're using them all together in conjunction with each other in thousands of combinations of useful ways. Sometimes though, particularly under pressure or stress, we're at risk of going into an unhelpful version of those parent and child places, overdoing them, so that rather than being a positive influence on our behaviour, they become a negative or a less useful one. When we've tipped over into operating from an unhelpful parent or child place where that isn't appropriate or we are jarring with the people around us, we can find ourselves having an unpleasant time or find ourselves stuck in unhelpful patterns of words and behaviour. Our present and composed thoughts and behaviours are replaced by ones that we feel we urgently need to do something about to keep us in safe territory. We can then start inflating those parent and child behaviours even more into something that's overdone, out of balance and has a negative impact on ourselves or others. So here are some things you might notice if you have transitioned into a more unhelpful version of those parent or child places. That controlling parent that set the boundary tipped over into an unhelpful place, we've now gone somewhere where we know best where we're making judgments, either out loud or in our heads. What I would say, though, about when we're making the judgments in our heads, inevitably that leaks out in some way at some point. So here we're more controlling, we're less trusting. We might find ourselves criticising, punishing even, judging, fault-finding. We're more adversarial. We might issue threats or warnings. Let's see what happens when we tip over our nurturing parent place into something less helpful. Can you be too nurturing is often the question that I get here. Well, yes, you can, because here we are overprotective and overindulgent. So we might be fussing or smothering. We'll fix things. We'll give people, including ourselves, a way out. It's all a bit too close. Sometimes people call this marshmallowing. Everyone gets a soft, sweet response. So what about those child places? The adapted child that was responding to those boundaries and standards and things that were being set, there are two camps we might enter into here when we are overdoing that adapted child place. One of them is submissive. So we're fearing things like people not liking me or not being good at these things. Or we might agree to do things we don't have time to do. We might take responsibility for saying or doing things that are not our responsibility in order to ensure we're meeting what we perceive as the expectation, but that expectation has become inflated in some way. The other mode we can go to here with too much of this is a more of a defiant and rebellious mode. We might sound cross here, we might be whiny, might be fearful, we might be obstinate, but we are certainly finding a way to not do what it is we are supposed to be doing. And then there's that playful child place where we had all that creativity supporting our adult place, but a little too much or a lot too much. And our thoughts and behaviours get more self-centred, maybe veering towards the impulsive, maybe even the reckless. 
We're becoming more thoughtless, more inconsiderate, and our world and what we want to do in it is the most important thing. So once we've gone into one of these unhelpful, overdone parent or child places, we're less likely to be present, thoughtful and resourceful. We're less likely to be truly listening. It's more likely that we're waiting to speak, which is a different thing. And we're less connected to the needs of others. From here, our own needs and views are our dominant focus. And let's take care as we talk about judgment, not to judge any of these things we might find ourselves doing as right or wrong. As we said earlier, this is a lens, it's a tool. It's a way of naming and noticing what we're doing. Not to judge it, but to notice how useful am I being to myself and to others right now. Using these words to and these ideas to describe it so that we can then choose to take responsibility for our part in something and to try something else. So thinking back to that scenario that I mentioned at the beginning, you'll no doubt be starting to notice that the over-controlling parent that I managed to put a lid on tipped instead into an over-nurturing parent, probably with a bit of over-controlling parent thrown in. But what I wasn't doing was really truly getting back to my most useful adult place. So in part two, we'll take a look at once you've gone to one of those places, and we all do it, and we all do it a lot, how do you get yourself back? The good news is it's possible to spend more time in your adult being supported by parent and child and in doing so influence others perhaps to spend more time in theirs too. And you do that by getting to know them. To make sure you don't miss out on all of that, please do follow us and we'll see you for part two. This is Towards Leadership from Leadership Letters. See you soon.